even those they have been public in the last two three years, many have shown zero profit. They should not have not seen any path to profitability. And when the market turns, when the Fed starts taking away the punch bowl, then they get hit pretty hard, as we are seeing. On this episode of Early Bird, Arvind Venn, founder and CEO at Capital V Group. Arvind joins us today to talk about why technology sector stocks are performing so poorly in 2022 and what investors should keep an eye on. If you're an investor looking to stay on top of the latest market trends, then you're listening to the right podcast. This is Early Bird, and I'm your host, Stephen Lerner. Before we get to today's discussion, let me tell you how you can save time and beat the market through Early Bird, a free daily email newsletter featuring commentary about the latest trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and equity crowdfunding. Early Bird is designed to help individual and non-professional investors stay on top of all of the critical investing trends. The newsletter is 100% free and is sent to your email box each weekday morning. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, today's discussion. All right, Arvin, thank you so much for joining us today on the Early Bird Podcast. How are you doing? Very good, Stephen. Thank you for having me on today. Well, thank you for coming on today's show. I'm excited. We're going to be talking about the technology sector. It's a sector that a lot of retail investors are heavily uh, invested in. Um, But before we talk about that, Arvind, let's talk a little bit about your background. Um, If you could give the audience a short 30-second, you know, Reader's Digest version of your biography, that would be great. Let me do my best to give you a a very brief uh, thumbnail here. Uh, Thank you. So my name is Arvind Van. I'm the CEO and founder of Capital B Group here in Cupertino, California. We are a registered investment advisory firm. I am an independent advisor, uh, also affiliated with LPL Financial, the uh, nation's largest independent broker dealer. Um, I have my background. I I was in the tech industry for for a while, uh, initially as an engineer, then as a corporate finance and M&A person after my uh, MBA from MIT Sloan. And I enjoy what I do in personal finance uh, as an independent advisor. So the move from corporate finance to personal finance was fairly seamless, I would say. And I I enjoy doing what I do, helping my clients, um, uh, help them towards attaining their financial and retirement goals. Nice. And I'm here in... In sunny Cupertino, California, not too far from the Apple Spaceship Campus. If that, <laughs> it's <laughs> a good place to be. A and and yeah, I know, I know, yes. Arvind, you you have a background in technology, which uh, you know, working in the tech industry, which is great because that's what we're talking about today is is tech, the sector um, as a whole. You know, it's probably been the most disappointing sector this year, at least for many investors. Why why has it been such a bad year for technology sector as a general in the stock market? Well, I could just keep talking about it, but I'll I'll start by giving a brief answer. So I'll go back to Alan Greenspan's uh, comment about irrational exuberance. I think it was late '90s before the dot com bust happened. Uh-huh. I've been watching the last two years, and I, I was shocked personally as an advisor and a finance person to see the the stock market gains post COVID. And for some, sometimes it just didn't make sense to me because it just doesn't make sense. 
some companies were not making any kind of revenue. They were uh, work from home was an, it was 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 a reason, but the valuations just seemed stratospherically high. And, and I think we are we are what in finance what we call reverting to the mean, where is coming back, or another way to put that would be coming back to reality. Hmm. The other answer also, the other answers would be that when uh, the, the Fed was also partly responsible given the very easy monetary policy, uh, almost the, the historically low 0% interest rates that, that stayed for so long that lowered the cost of borrowing, especially of corporations. So now that that regime, that story has ended mm-hmm. with, uh, with the rates going a lot more, yep. the stocks that get, or the sector that gets impacted are those, what I call growth, which is generally technology, which have high growth, where the cost of borrowing is lower if the rates are lower. So when the rates start going up, they start getting hit harder simply because just to look at the movement of money, if it, if the 10-year treasury is giving you 3.75% risk-free, then the riskier assets, the, the rate of return, they have to, what do you call, mm-hmm. perform much better. So I think that's what we're seeing right now in terms of uh, stock, the, the disappointing sector. And, and, finally, and, and frankly, I think the valuations were really stretched. And when valuations are really high, Every quarter, whatever the company may be, whatever the fang or whatever, they can't stumble. The moment the the even if they are highly profitable, but if they don't meet the quarterly estimates, they get clobbered. And I think that's what happened. Mm. So it's it's a mixture of the valuations being way too high, um, interest rates as well. You think the, so? Those are, seem to be the big factors why the tech sector has not performed well. Um, well, the expectations to yeah, the expectations were high, and uh, the moment they stumble, the mm-hmm. the the earnings even miss by a bit. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, they the high the high price to earning ratios, P ratios, mm-hmm. all that were, com- were combining factors. Yeah, I, I mean these these tech stocks have just it's been awful for so many investors this year. Um, I, I want to talk about some of the other reasons. I know you mentioned you know, interest rates. So it sounds like inflation is having an, a, a somewhat of an issue in the tech sector. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. If inflation is having an issue in the tech sector, the, well, why is it? Well, I guess first two parts. Why, is it in, impacting this, the tech sector first, Arvind? Do you, do you think it is or no? Well, the inflation, as I mentioned before, in terms of interest rates, so rates go up when the inflation rate goes up. So if... I could get, or anyone could get, a a decent enough risk-free rate of return from from a a treasury bond backed by the by the U.S. government, while the rate of return is marginally higher for a much riskier asset. So that itself is uh, makes people think twice. Right? So that would be one reason. So inflation definitely the the, the higher rates do matter. And secondly, in terms of cost of borrowing, also goes up significantly. Got it. So, so I guess since inflation is playing an issue, it just feels like tech stocks are being hit harder than some of the other sectors, uh, namely healthcare, retail, um, utilities. It just feels like technology, especially information technology, is just being hit 
harder maybe not necessarily harder but that's just it just feels like it's getting punished more do you do you sense that as well i i do see that and i think sometimes there's a reason for that too when when you look at the overall price to earnings ratios in terms of um uh, let me step back. In certain other sectors, more mature companies, they have free cash flow. There are so many metrics that we evaluate in saying, okay, is this particular company or stock, are they are they richly valued? Are they fairly valued? Uh, there's no crystal ball in how they'll perform, but we can do a lot of analysis, technical analysis, and see how they are valued and what their forward B looks like. Hmm. In many tech stocks, Many of them are loss making, right? So they have, they have, they are, many of them, I won't name them, but they are, many have, uh, even those they've been, they've been public in the last two, three years, many have shown zero profit. There's not, I've not seen any path to profitability. And when the market turns, when the Fed starts taking away the punch bowl, then they get hit pretty hard, as we are seeing. I see that. So uh, one of the other big trends, Arvind, um, at the past few weeks, a lot of tech companies, both public and you know private startups, a lot of tech companies are announcing layoffs. Um, it's sad. It's sad for those workers. Um, is this a trend in the tech sector, the, the, this new rise of layoffs? Is this a trend that should scare investors away from the sector? I think, generally speaking, I mean, every company, you have to do your research and see if it fits with your investment philosophy and, and risk profile. But talking about the about the topic of layoffs, Silicon Valley or the tech sector is known to hire fast and fire fast. I mean, we've seen that happen in 2002, the dot-com era, in 2008. So I think hiring uh, was, was pretty aggressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, the prior with because they had very aggressive growth goals. So when the growth goals not, are, don't happen, then they have a huge expense in terms of payroll. So what we are seeing now is that because uh, the numbers aren't being met, they should, they're just detaining people, which is very sad. Actually, the hiring always I think should be done properly with a good forecasting. But if, and if in the case of I would say privately funded companies, venture capitalists, you sometimes if they have growth at all costs at, or at any cost, they're going to hire a lot of people and there's a lot of competition for talent because they had to hire people, so they hired very high salaries. So I think all that is coming back when the market takes a turn, then you see that layoffs happen. So it's possible that there could be more layoffs, but it does not mean that the good companies with good balance sheets and and good prospects and good cash flow, even though they are probably taking a hit along with the overall market, it's quite possible that companies that are well managed in terms of uh, all those metrics, they should they should definitely do well over the, over the longer term. Good to know. When we return, we'll hear from Arvind about specific sectors in tech and how the average investor should approach the tech sector for the rest of 2022. But first, let me tell you how you can become a more informed investor through EarlyBird, a free daily email newsletter. EarlyBird has commentary on the latest events and trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and crowdfunding. With EarlyBird's daily weekday email, 
investors can quickly stay on top of the trends and beat the market. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, back to today's discussion. So Arvind, today we're talking about the technology sector. Um, This is a sector that for many investors, it's been a terrible year so far. Um, Let's kind of break down the sector a little bit. As you know, within technology, there are several subsectors. You can categorize different technology companies um, by each of these sort of subsectors. Let's kind of go through them briefly. Um, Fintech, still one of the big ones out there. Um, Financial technology is is not going away anytime soon. What's the current state of, of Fintech right now? So there are the larger companies, as you know, the, the established ones that are credit card companies. So they are also going to be moving to technology. There are, uh, you have um, companies like uh, PayPal and Square who have technology, who have different I mean, technology, uh, I mean, different technology for payment. And you see many other new I mean, innovations coming in. So I, I would think that the fintech sector overall for the established companies, and there are some companies that are private that are, that are also doing uh, quite well uh, and uh, be engaging with some top and uh, top-notch um, companies, they will continue to do well. Now, having said that, again, in this sector, I think the valuations, again, are very high. If you look at some of the companies, the top prices where they went, into 2021 and their peak, many are down 50, 60%. These are all, I would say, still good companies with good business models and good technologies, but they're clobbered, not south of 50%. So uh, I would say that there is promise in the sector for sure. And once the excesses are cleaned out, and as they start having reasonable expectations and they deliver to that and, and meet or exceed those, these companies should have a good a, a, a good future ahead. Now, uh, I'll also mention uh, there's also real estate tech. I mean, many, com- many companies are in the real estate side where for uh, online uh, mortgage uh, approval, things like that. Yeah. Those com- that sector, I think, will get hit harder because when rates are going up, the buyers will be less. Less people will be doing refinancing. Less people signing for mortgages. So those, if they've hired a lot of people in that sector, then I think there's going to be definitely uh, more pain uh, in the sector until the economy stabilizes or the, or the market stabilizes. It's good to good to see that. I, you know, fintech definitely exciting, but I think you're right. Real estate tech could be hit. Um, another subsector I do want to just talk a little bit about is cybersecurity. There's still a lot of hacks going on out there, and cybersecurity companies are very strong right now. Uh, what do you make of that that group of the cybersecurity companies out there? I think that's a great sector. Um, a lot of, of lives are moving online, or have, or, or already have moved online. So I think that sector uh, overall has a lot of promise, and with the, with more and more transactions going online. There are a lot of bad actors, both both within or state-sponsored, from outside that are they find it very uh, attractive to break into not only retail but also perhaps defense installations among others. So, cybersecurity is going to be key 
and will only increase, I would think, given the amount of transactions going online every year and the massive number of transactions happening. So I think that's a, a sector. So in fact, uh, I know even at LPO, uh, it has spent, uh, I don't know, 200 million or more just for technology that obviously cybersecurity also is an important aspect where mm-hmm. we, we do want to take a lot of effort in making sure that our, our clients' informations, uh, information and assets are safe. So I mm-hmm. think that's something that's non-negotiable and that's very, very important aspect that I think there will be a lot of spending in the sector, which in turn benefits companies or leading companies in that sector. Mm, I see. So I, I can see the benefit of that for sure. Um, and then lastly, like AI, cloud, what, what, what do you what do you make of, of those tech companies out there who are in AI and cloud? Is that is that kind of a good place to be too? I think cloud, as you already know, the, the, the bigger players uh, I mean, you you already know. I mean, uh, AWS among others, they're they're the leaders, but there are others catching up. Uh-huh. So the larger companies, the cloud, the the three leaders, they'll continue to grow because I think in terms of not, I don't I don't mean to talk about the companies. I'm just talking about the uh, the cloud um, market segment. That'll see that'll see continue to see a good healthy amount of growth because we have pretty much everything is uh, going on the cloud, like right from your podcast, when we are you store your podcast, mm-hmm. all that is cloud, cloud-based, cloud like it's uh, our, the platform that we're using to talk on this, so that's also going into the cloud. So pretty much that sector will continue to grow. I think that's, uh, now the question is, will it have the same rate of growth as before? Because as you know, adoption rates change as they get more mature, but I think it's definitely um, a, a good sector that's a bit more things going to the cloud. I think that you'll see growth in there. Coming, talking about AI, that's a, that's there are different sections to that. Mm-hmm. But overall, I would say that uh, AI has been around for more than 20 years, but it is seeing a lot more mainstream activity along with machine learning uh, algorithms that are getting, I mean, getting more popular. You'll see a lot more activity happening in different sectors, whether, whether, whether it be, be in the, the medical industry, whether it be in just um, voice-activated uh, certain technologies. Mm-hmm. Many are also self-learning, meaning they try to the AI primarily is to is to get the machine to be more intelligent. Right? So that so as it as it continues to transact and and process millions and billions of billions of, of operations the machine learning algorithm that are inside give definitely start making the machine more quote-unquote intelligent mm-hmm. so based on the um what i what i would call the application some sectors may have more growth than the others but overall it's an exciting technology to use like for example it can also be used in a fraud detection. So yes. pretty much with the, if you get your voice analysis, for example, or look at if the algorithm can say, okay, somebody's uh, logging in from a different country, but oh. they have not <laughs> told the bank that they're traveling. Yeah. So that, those are all good. So those are all could be applications of AI, for example. Yeah, it, it's used across the board. And you're right that, you know, this podcast is on the cloud. Um, so Arvind, you know, as we discussed, the tech sector has been awful so far. Um, how should the average investor approach the technology sector for the rest of the year? 
Oh, great question. Um, uh, I wish uh, we had a crystal ball to give you the <laughs> the answer, but I can I can um, based on what we're seeing in the market, the economy, we can look at certain trends that are happening. Like so, value stock or like the value segment that is the lar- the larger, more mature companies that offer higher dividends. They had they have been trailing the growth sector for a while. Mm. But we see a, a, a sector rotation where people now understand the value of dividends, uh, the uh, the value of being diver- staying diversified. Even within technology, you have mature companies that are not don't have this high level of volatility or standard deviation, as we as we as we call risk. So, I would, I think that's that certain growth growth companies who have been kind of beaten down. Many have some of them have good good business fundamentals, good cash flow, as and when the market starts recovering, they should also recover and grow, but at a more sustainable pace than than the what I call the craziness of last year. The growth, the value sectors has continues to do well by just betraying the dividends and steady growth and steady uh, um, uh, business model, they could also be they are, they could also be technology, but they may, they may not be like the, uh, the the glamorous names. But they can also they are also part of the technology sector, and mm-hmm. they could also be a good um, differentiator or a, or a diversification factor to or to lower to lower the risk in the overall portfolio. And of course, a diversified portfolio not just tech alone has other other mix and a, and a mix of bonds too, depending on the on the person's age and risk uh, profile. But overall, I think the growth stocks, some of them have good potential. And some, I think, they just went, I don't know why, maybe for whatever reason, they got into valuations that I, I personally, I don't think should have been that highly richly valued. Yeah. So those kind of stocks may have a lot of trouble regaining, if at all, their previous highs of last year. Interesting. Hope you know. We'll see if how that turns out for the tech sector uh, the rest of this year. Um, Arvin, thank you so much for coming on the Early Bird Podcast and discussing technology, uh, the technology sector, what it means for investors. Before we wrap up the podcast, I just have one final question for you, and it's the big question for today's discussion. Um, that question for you, Arvin, is: If you were in the Guinness Book of World Records, what would it be for? Uh, <laughs> that is hey that came from from uh, left field here, Stephen. But let me let me uh, let me think about it. Like it's, but overall, I think we don't. So as a as an advisor, we don't go about trying to tell people that we want to be in the Guinness Book to get you to get <laughs> the highest returns. But at the end of the day, we'll we just try to make the best. We we try to safeguard and meet and meet their expectations. So. But we're talking about we're talking about personally or we just personally. About personally, no, I don't know. I would say gone to the most number of countries in the world. I've been to been, been to thirty five so far. I was telling my wow. son, I have a I have a ten year old son, and we were looking at the atlas together. And I told him, you know, Grandpa wanted to drive from uh, from Paris to Singapore, and I said we talked about it. We never did that. I said maybe you and I can do that. Someday. So <laughs> would be an interesting trip. Yeah. <laughs> So we said there are 195 countries in the world, so maybe we can do 100. That'll be awesome. Yes. I don't know if that'll make it to the Guinness Book, 
book of world records but hey it's a that'll be somewhere along the way thank you again to arvin ven for sharing your insights on the tech sector and thank you to everyone for listening to today's discussion we'll be back next week for another episode of early bird have a great day